Continuous works as a TV producer. He also screenwrites and directs. He co-created the show King of the Hill. He's free of herpes simplex. And now we're here to share with you some facts, 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 facts. You might not know me out right now. That's right, it's good Daniel's facts. <laughs> so <laughs> That's an awesome song. <laughs> so, so I'm doing uh, Greg Daniels facts, of course, for the month of October. I'm thinking that I'll. <laughs> I'm thinking that I'll maybe do one more Greg Daniels facts the first week of November, since I missed the first week of October. But yes, so here is another. Greg Daniels, facts, 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 facts. Okay. <laughs> so here are just a few, because none of them are that outstanding, so I figure I'll just bunch them up. <laughs> Greg Daniels was married to his wife in 1991. Uh, he has four kids. Mm-hmm. He is between 5'7 and 6'2". Six, uh, six uh, as far as height goes, that's a steep difference. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a range. <laughs> and his net worth is between one million and sixty million dollars. Oh my god! I thought the height was a was a large oh. range. He I is elusive. <laughs> he is. I love that you're not doing any facts about him and his work. It's only about like. His height, if he's hot or not. <laughs> I, I'm trying to like really get into it, you know, like, yeah, he co-created King of the Hill and, you know, was involved in a lot of other shows, uh, Parks and Rec <laughs> and, um, oh, the, office. the Simpsons and The Office and all that. But how tall is he? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I want to know his net worth. Yeah. Okay. So, and... <laughs> That is your Greg Daniels facts, 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 Welcome to Hoya Podcast. Hey, welcome. Hey, <laughs> Amy, listeners, how are you? I'm great, and they say that they're also great. Okay, <laughs> how are you? I'm great. Okay, great, Harriet. Huh? Oh, I don't know if that'll pick up, but she said great, great. <laughs> so, Jackie, we're doing okay. We both said, "Why does this feel familiar? Why does this feel familiar? Why have I done this before?" Yeah, <laughs> uh, we reached that point where everything just feels the same. But we did this as a live podcast episode back when we did those in like 2019, I think. Yeah, and 
it was one of the very few we did because we very quickly learned that we are not capable of doing those, at least not at that time. It was too overwhelming. It was scary. It was usually just Laura watching us. Right. <laughs> Which, those were fine. <laughs> I think there were more people for this one, but yeah, I think you're right. And it always ended in me yelling at Amy, just well, out of nerves. Well, because I would be drunk because out of nerves. No, you were never <laughs> drunk. Yes, I was. I wanted to just keep people on their toes. <laughs> if they're not sure, then they can't hurt me. <laughs> So I'll hurt Amy instead. Yeah. <laughs> I have to assert my dominance in this group. That's right. And you did. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, uh, but so I looked it up and I saw that I already had notes on it. And I was like, oh, thank God. But I did still take some more. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, let's do, a, I guess, a Thanksgiving episode in October. Yes. And I'm excited too because I, uh, my my method, my most recent method of preparing for episodes is of course watching episodes in the shower (laughs) watching episodes in the shower then taking screenshots and scribbling half notes on each screenshot and so when I uh do the episode I just kind of try to go off of whatever I can read (laughs) but my notes for this episode were from when we first started so they are very long (laughs) and a lot of work went into them and uh, so I'm excited to read through these. I just opened this document now on my drive and, oh my God, I'm going to read through this synopsis and hopefully it will carry me. <laughs> it will. <laughs> I'm excited. I can't remember anything you said. I know. I'm excited to uh, see what jokes I inserted. <laughs> what 2019 Jackie was like. Yeah. Oh, this was... This was pre-pandemic. This yep. was pre-pandemic depression. Yeah. Before I was married, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Let's go. Let's take a, let's take a little time hop back to 2019, huh? Okay. All right. Everyone hold hands and jump on the count of three. One, One two, two, three. <laughs> wow. Look at this place. It's so different. Nobody washes their hands, I guess. That's no, cool. you only wash your hands to be polite. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's more for show. Yeah, I just run the water when I come out of the bathroom. I don't even actually wash my hands. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, I just do like the tips of my fingers and then <laughs> wipe them off on a paper towel. <laughs> and then I grab that handle of that bathroom door. <laughs> I grab it with all of my fingers. <laughs> Raw dog in that handle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't care. I, I told, I would say up and down, hand sanitizer is bad for you. <laughs> you should build an immunity. I said, I would, until I was blue in the face. You should let kids eat dirt. Yeah. And lick each other's faces. It's good for them. Sneeze in each other's faces. And Absolutely. their teachers. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, well anyway. <laughs> today... <laughs> Today, we are doing Season 5, Episode 4, Spin the Choice! 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 <laughs> Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, we have to do our shout-outs, if that's right. So, Jackie, <laughs> are, you, are you ready for your shout-out? I am. Go for it. Okay. 
Now I have two shout outs. One is from iTunes. Ooh. Sorry if my voice is really shaky. I've got wicked agita. <laughs> Sorry. What is that? It's like um reflux. Oh. Agita. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um uh, I have two shout outs. One is from iTunes, so here it is. Yeah. It's by it's from September sixth and it's by the name of the person is Dan Nerd, like Dan Nerd, but put together. So two ends in the middle there. And it says Best Dangle Podcast and the body says I was a late bloomer and started listening in March twenty twenty one. It is now September twenty twenty one. And I have finally listened to all available episodes on Spotify. You ladies crack me up and make me feel like you're part of my friend group. Excellent content, even the grossness, because things like that come up in my conversations with my friends on the regular. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Come up with my friends on the regular, in parentheses, that's what happens when you're a nurse. You discuss bodily functions like you would any other dining room table conversation. (laughs) Keep up the great content. I can't wait to hear what else you girls come up with. Nurse Dev. Hey, thank you, Nurse Devin. Thank you for being a nurse. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you for your services. Yeah, seriously. We still need to... Oh, my God. Nurses, like, healthcare workers need us now more than ever. I know. Now more than ever. <laughs> they really need us. Yeah, people have, <laughs> people have, like... I feel like people have stopped hanging those signs that say, like, you're our heroes, thank you, and I've just started, like, screaming at them on the street. Oh, I thought you were talking about us specifically. <laughs> Me and you, healthcare you workers, I, like they need us. And I was like, that's right, they do. Oh no, did, did I say they need us? No, we need you. <laughs> I was like, that's true, we do provide a lot to them. Oh my god. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, what do you think about <laughs> them being important? Yeah. <laughs> of course, no, that was my initial reaction of course they're very important i staff nurses at my current job i know how desperately you are all needed and how much you work and how burnt out you all are and how much trauma you've been through this last year and a half to almost two years so thank you so much for everything that you've been doing well i think i told you i saw something on cbs this morning with gail king uh, who i worship uh-huh. um and they were doing a story about this hospital in i Idaho, I think, where they are just so overrun with COVID patients. And meanwhile, it's like in that particular town, it's like controversial to even wear a mask out in public. People take it as like an antagonistic thing Wow, and might come at you. And like a lot of the doctors and, and healthcare staff at the hospital, like some of them were even saying, I don't feel comfortable wearing my scrubs in public because I'm afraid of what people are going to say. And people started hanging signs like outside of the hospital calling calling them murderers and accusing them of horrible things so we really need to they need us now more than ever no kidding especially after all this time and what they've been going through it's horrible and then to all of a sudden so many people are turning on them like yeah fuck off we're like we have so much more freedom than we did a year ago but it's kind of still the same for a lot of them very true so nurse dev thank you so much thank you for the review and for everything that you've been doing yes I have a second shout out. Yep. And this one goes out to a brand new, very, this is very exciting, a brand new member of the Ho Yeah team. 
Welcome on board with with us. It's family. That's right. Yeah. Hey, we're your hosts. Join us for the Sunday gravy. Join the family. <laughs> and this first, I don't know, intern. Yeah. New member that's not Amy or I <laughs> or the Oracle. <laughs> right. Right. Um, is Mitchell. Hey, Mitchell! We uh, <laughs> talked about getting an intern, and, and Mitchell contacted us and was very professional and is now helping us out with some audio editing and doing a bang-up job. Truly. I don't know if you guys noticed, but last week's episode sounded like shit. And that is because uh, there was a little snafu with the microphone. The recording picked up the wrong microphone, so it sounded like we were recording in a cave. Mm. Uh, and and that was the 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 one the episode that you heard was the vastly improved version that Mitchell Mitchell Mitch uh, fixed for us. So everybody, give him a little round of applause. We hope that our our audio will continue to improve. <laughs> Okay, okay. Right. <laughs> our audio will continue to improve and sound better than ever and i know mitchell's up for the job uh really quick side note i know that we had two other people who reached out to us nevada and then there was another one brent enter uh i have lost both of your emails as i mentioned in the last episode so please email us again because i might have something i want y'all to do i want you to join the fam get in here you know get on in here hello at hoyapod.com that's a uh, strike of lightning. <laughs> Maybe that's a very ominous sign for, for no, our family. Still, still join the family. Still join the family. That's not a sign. The walls are bleeding now. <laughs> Just ignore it. That's normal. It's fine. So, yep. Thank you, nurses, and thank you, Mitchell. Thank you so much. And if you hear a gentle little delightful tickle in here, you can blame that on Mitchell. <laughs> That's Mitchell in your ear. Thanks a lot, Mitch. <laughs> All right, my turn. Uh, I also have two shout-outs. Okay. Okay? I hope you are all still listening. If you're not, I got nothing to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this one comes from Instagram. Mm-hmm. And this is from... Raisin. Mason. Mason. <laughs> uh, and the username is underscore so mate mate. Nate mate. Underscore so Nate mate. No. <laughs> Sorry. It's just, it's just underscore N8 underscore M8. So mate mate. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That was. I fucked that up. Anyway. Uh, so. Raisin <laughs> underscore. <laughs> anyway. So Nathan sent us a message on Instagram and also an email, but um, I'll read the Instagram one. And. They sent us a link to uh, the King of the Hill Spotify playlist. Like it's a like it's a King of the Hill album. Oh, oh. I haven't looked at it just yet, but I will. Um, and then they say, if you guys haven't heard of this, I highly recommend you give it a listen. Also, I love your podcast. I discovered it thanks to a YouTube character analysis. I forget which. So I think maybe that was... That was either, I think that was Johnny Two Cellos. So I think it was. I think it was. At least two cellos. At least two. Dumb. Uh, but I'm listening chronologically while I drive my delivery truck. 
Many of my friends aren't interested, but you better believe I bug them to listen every time. <laughs> I like that. My friends don't care, but I'm making them listen. I literally do the same thing with my husband. Perfect. That's 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 the kind of person we need on our team. Thank get you, him on Nathan. a road trip. Forget it. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, okay. Um, I have successfully recruited one though, and yes. I would love to discuss your episodes together. Thank you for the endless entertainment behind the wheel and thoughtful insight on a show I've watched through a show I've watched through countless times. Oh, wonderful. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you to your friend. Welcome. Yay. Okay. So my next one okay. actually comes from our Facebook group. Oh, okay. yes. So we have a Facebook group and it's King of the Hill slash Oh yeah. Pod group. It's something, whatever it's up there. Um, and we've been getting kind of these regular posts from Lottie Bell, which what a wonderful name. And they've been posting the their their significant other, their partner with the pizza. Yes, works for either owns or works for a pizza company, and he always draws some like King of the Hill stuff on there. And first of all, incredible artist, like yes. really well done. But <laughs> I'm gonna shout out the last one. It's a one. big but. <laughs> it's a big but. The last one was a really sexy drawing of Peggy. You know the the wet ass Peggy. Yeah, picture we've all seen. It's that, and then it also says it says for Amy and Jackie on it. How nice is that? And it was wonderful. But they've done you know several pizza boxes at this point, and I need to compile compile them all and put them on our Instagram so more people can see. So. The person who drew them is Sean. <laughs> so thank you so much, Sean. Uh, Lottie, that's pretty awesome that they do that for you. Very keep cool. Around. Hey, miles a keeper. Uh, unless he sucks and then whatever. But uh, <laughs> ditch him. Goodbye, Sean. No, Burn his boxes. Just kidding. Just kidding. I love them. You're an amazing artist. Thank you so much for posting those in the group. They really brighten my day every time I see them. So wonderful. Yes. So. Excellent. And so unique. It's like unique. A, 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 a cool, like an accessible form of art. What a romantic thing to do for someone that you're dating. Yeah. You know, like, I know you like this, and I know you like pizza. And it's amazing. Like, there's something romantic about a pizza box itself. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of, it makes me think of, like, you know, date nights or, like, mm. an Italian dinner, like, under the moon, like, the full moon. Yeah. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza, pizza pie. And, yeah, it's just... A wonderful canvas. Yeah, and I'm thinking of, like, you know, um, one of those pizzas that are in a heart shape. Or they do, like, hearts in the pepper. Like, they, they make the pepperonis in a heart. Whoa. Yeah, that's real sexy. That's nice. That is, they're going to get it in. A heart-shaped pizza. I've never mm. seen one in real life. I've never seen one in real life. Because I have no love. Maybe somebody will send us a heart-shaped pizza. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> and Jan. <laughs> anyone? Literally, anyone? All right, so those are my shout-outs. Thank you so much, everybody. We love you, and let's get into that episode, huh? Let's do it. All right. And rip it. Season 5, episode 4, Spin, Spin the, the Trolls! <laughs> <laughs> that, that was great. Okay. It was beautiful. Is that okay? It was gorgeous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Air date, November 19th, 2000. <laughs> We're almost to 2001. How terrifying. Damn it. No. This 2000 is never going away. 
Okay, so here I go. My notes from 2019 by a much more organized Jackie. <laughs> Can't wait. <sighs> All right. The Hills are gearing up for Thanksgiving, and Hank believes that Bobby is finally ready to carve one of the three turkeys they are making this year. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm already impressed. There's so much detail just in the first line. I know. The Hills are gearing up. <laughs> <laughs> Hank gives Bobby his first carving knife and lets him practice using it on a loaf of bread. And then I highlighted the quote, oh my God, it's so juicy. <laughs> People will be so jazzed about the moistness of the turkey. You'll have to be able to tune them out. <laughs> so jazzed about the moistness of the... People are going to be so excited. They can't, they can't wait. Oh, it's so juicy. Who doesn't love a juicy turk? No, yeah. You don't want a dry turk. Oh, God, no. Meanwhile, we see John Redcorn over at the Gribbles house with Dale. And they are, I love this, they are just, we're, we're, it's like we're touching on their friendship again. Yes. Last we saw them, uh, which was, I can't even remember, a little while ago, right? Uh, when yeah, Nancy Boys. Nancy Boys. It was right. a while ago. God. Yeah. And Dale uh, and John Redcorn in that episode started working together to help John Redcorn get his, or get, like, land from his ancestors back from the government right um so we see them and they're working together and just researching and taking notes it's very it's just very cool mm -hmm. i love it now yeah. <laughs> nancy's cool as a cucumber i'm sure i'd be so freaked out are you kidding she walks in just like hey john redcorn i'd be like what are you do <laughs> what are you doing uh dale what are you doing here with john redcorn uh, what's going on i could not she is just there's no issue nope no sociopath <laughs> <laughs> a lot of trust. Oh my god, oh my. I know, I'd be like, you cannot talk to that man. No. <laughs> uh, so, John Redcorn's over at Dale's, and they're working, I wrote here, they seem to be working on a lawsuit on behalf of John Redcorn's tribe, so, we watched this episode out of context. Yes, we did. <laughs> so, now we have context. <laughs> While they're working together on their lawsuit, uh, Joseph comes into the kitchen before heading off to school, and he's kind of in a bad mood. I mean, I'm already sick of Joseph. He is a real turd in this episode. This, this is everyone buckle in. This is it forever. <laughs> this is it. Isn't it cool? Uh, no. He progressively gets worse. So sad. I know. This may be the most tragic thing of King of the Hill is Joseph's <laughs> Joseph's storyline. <laughs> what a waste! What a tragedy! It, like characters usually grow and and have arcs and overcome things and and become a little bit better and wiser and joseph is an opposite of that he just gets hornier yeah and more hornier. pathetic and weird and awkward he's a good he's a good it's good for jokes but oh. i miss little baby joseph god i miss oh god i miss him <laughs> he was like so he was he had the he he had the coolness of like a, a young Jonathan Taylor Thomas, where it's like, you're a yeah. child, but you're cool. Yeah. Wow. Like, I feel like I could have a conversation with you. Yeah, and now forget it. Even though you're still like very much a child and possess a lot of those qualities too. But, oh my God, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is gone. JTT is gone. He's done. Gone. And we've gotten like, I don't know, somebody on 
Justin Bieber. Oh my god. That guy's old too now. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, we're old. We're talking about John David Thomas and Justin Bieber like he's still a kid. You know, what a lovely young man. That Jonathan Taylor Thomas is so <laughs> nice. I feel like I could just have a conversation with him. Handsome. <laughs> I bet he would listen to my day. And you know who else will never disappoint us? Tim Allen. Oh. <laughs> no. We are not. <laughs> Equating JTT with Tim Allen. I'm kidding. That guy sucks. <laughs> cool Coke problem, though. Yeah. That was his best best quality. <laughs> he had a good run of movies that probably imprinted themselves on my brain because I was the right age. Absolutely. Like Jungle to Jungle. Yep. Oh, well, the kid is hot as hell. Mimi Siku? Oh, hello. You're right. It's not Tim Allen. I give Mimi Siku the credit. That guy, sexual awakening. Tell you what. Tell you what. Speaking Hi. of Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, uh, this is the last of the JTT <laughs> tangent. <laughs> I used to have a friend in elementary school and I slept over her house a few times and she had a poster of Jonathan Taylor Thomas in her bedroom. Oh, hell yeah. And it was just him with like a denim blue backdrop. Love it. And he was just sitting on a stool. Perfect. That's it. And it was all you needed. And leaning over. And I, anytime I would change into my pajamas, I would go into her closet so it couldn't look at me. (laughs) (laughs) So it couldn't see me undressed. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, I will. Okay, I'm going to add one more thing. <laughs> but because you're talking about Mimi Siku? Yes. Okay. So, Jungle to Jungle makes me think of the jungle. What's the one with Brendan Fraser, who we've mentioned and we love? Oh, uh, George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle. I was like, Bob of the Jungle. <laughs> George of the Jungle. Okay, two sexual awakenings because Brendan Fraser and that shower scene. The whole thing. The whole thing. His body is incredible. And he is just so precious. And he barely speaks. He's just an animal. Perfect. It's perfect. He's an animal. Oh, I am a wild animal. I'm ready to go. How about you? All right. Sorry. Let's get to you. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Joseph walks in and he's just kind of depressy and awkward looking and John Redcorn is excited to see it. like, oh hey Joseph, how's it going? Wow, you got big, you got taller, blah blah. Um and I think he what does he say? Uh John Redcorn it's you know, it's it, it Joseph's on his way to school and John Redcorn even offers to give him a ride and Joseph is just like, uh, no, I'm going to take my bike. And then immediately turns to Dale and is just like, my bike chain is broken. Yeah. So this is like, this is, you know, a blow to John Redcorn. You know, he's so excited to see this kid because it's his biological son. Mm -hmm. But this kid has no interest. He is just becoming more and more of a depressed Dale. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. A big giant depressed Dale. Um... Dale and Joseph end up leaving to go, I guess, steal Hank's bike chain tool. And John Redcorn is still at the house and Nancy comes in and, you know, again, cool, cool as a cucumber. Cool, <laughs> cool as a kimchi, man. Cool as a cucumber. <laughs> uh, but they, they end up talking. John Redcorn's just like, 
I think he mentions Thanksgiving and Nancy's like, oh, Shook, I don't think you should, you know, we're broken up. I don't know that you should be coming to Thanksgiving. And he's like, well, I want to see my son. And she's like, Shook, it's Dale's son. Yeah. He's Dale's son. Ouch. Yeah. But she's right. I mean, technically, biologically, no, but. Dale has been raising him. I'm wondering if they had some kind of agreement they early on where it was just like, you just need to like not think of this kid as your son. Or yeah. I, but it, it, the way that she says it is yeah. like, we've had this conversation. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. I, I got that impression as well. Um, oh, I wrote, by this point, it appears, spoiler alert, that Nancy has broken up with John Ray. <laughs> <laughs> simpler times yeah (laughs) Uh, um, I wrote but I find it interesting that John Redcorn is still coming around and even hanging out at the Gribbles house I know that he wants to see Joseph when he can but it looks like he also comes around to maybe hang out with Bea like they are friends well (laughs) I was (laughs) which maybe should feel like a fucked up situation for Dale but I actually find it kind of sweet so It's like we never watched the show before we started this podcast. (laughs) You're just telling on yourself. It really, I mean, by the time we started this, it had been years and years. (laughs) There's still so many things I don't remember. Like, I watch an episode, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. But at the same time, I have kind of no idea what to expect. That's awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. (laughs) And it's scary. (laughs) That's why I'm so scared about Gary. Oh, Gary. Oh, Gary. Um, okay, so. <laughs> uh, I've always been into this thruple, I guess. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, I already said this. Poor John Redcorn. Do you mind if I grab a beer while you're looking? <laughs> I will just say, and then we're wrapping up this scene. <laughs> I, the opening scene. Basically just... Uh, you know, I, I, whatever I just said to you just now is what was written. But then the last thing I wrote was, <laughs> I, I made it a bullet point. There's something sexy about a man in white denim pants. <laughs> and then I wrote a backup. Or I could say, it takes a special kind of man to pull off white denim pants. Oh my God. <laughs> and I would guarantee that you did not remember any of that when you said it the first time. Nope. <laughs> Uh, all right so in the next scene we see john redcorn he's at bobby and joseph's school he's at the middle school and he's giving a special presentation about the history of his tribe in what is now present-day texas and he's talking about uh his history and is educating the class on how the white man eventually came and stole the land that belonged to his ancestors and during this presentation, Joseph looks kind of bored and depressed, just so obnoxious. Um, no, I take it back. It, it's valid for him to feel depressed. He's obnoxious, but his depression is valid. Um, he's clearly not paying any attention to John Redcorn's presentation. And of course, this is heartbreaking for John Redcorn mm-hmm. because this is something that is really important to him and he wants it to be important to his son. Right. And he can't even like share this information with his son. His son doesn't even know that this is his history too, you know? Right. It really is so tragic. It is. 
Um, <laughs> so Bobby is, or, um, Joseph is bored, but Bobby is blown away by this presentation. <laughs> he just like, oh, John Redquist is talking about, you know, everything that the white man has done to his people throughout history, which has been like, just countless, countless, just horrific, just genocide. Yeah. Awful, awful stuff. And Bobby is just like open eyed, open mouth, just like, what? He's like, are you telling me the white man did this? The white man? Because George is the first I'm hearing of it. Of being flabbergasted that a white man could do something heinous. Yeah. <laughs> and he's up to love. He says, he says, Mr. Redcorn, are you sure it's the white man who did all this stuff? Because I come from white people and this is the first I'm hearing of it. And John Redcorn says, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> Bobby's like, wow. And then John Redcorn's just like, yes, wow. <laughs> no, I just, yeah, wow. <laughs> fucking wow. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. God. Wow. <laughs> uh, so the class ends and... John Redcorn tries to catch Bobby and Joseph and offers them a ride home from school. And Bobby's like, oh man, that'd be awesome. But then John Redcorn waits in his Jeep for school to end and he waits forever. And when it finally ends, only Bobby comes out and he's like, well, where's Joseph? And he's just like, oh, he didn't want to come. Like that kid has his own shit going on. Who knows? <laughs> I can't. I don't know what he's yeah. going on. I, I, I can't figure it out. But anyway, I'm here. <laughs> And you can drive me home. <laughs> Just crawl on into this Jeep. Yep. Uh, so John Redcorn is so disappointed. And now he has to drive Bobby home. <laughs> um, on the drive home, Bobby brings up John Redcorn's presentation again and just kind of expresses his continued surprise at learning about all the horrible things white people have done to Native Americans throughout history. And as Bobby's talking about this, John Redcorn catches sight of Joseph on his bike, biking home. And it kind of, you know, just thinking about like not being able to have a relationship with his son or even be able to acknowledge the fact that he's the biological father of Joseph. And then combined with the heavy discussion of, you know, everything, the atrocities that his ancestors had undergone due to the white man. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that's been taken away from him mm -hmm. in a lot of different senses. Yes. So he's just so upset. It's sad. It is really, it is really sad. Well, I, I said at the time I wrote, <laughs> at this moment, John Redcorn watched Joseph biking away. It almost seems too much for him. His, ancest his ancestors have suffered for generations at the hands of the white man and have had pretty much everything they hold dear taken away. And you kind of feel this echoed in everything that's going on with John Redcorn and Joseph. He has this son that he longs to be close with, and it seems that not only has he never really had the chance to be that close with Joseph, but as Joseph has gotten older, they've become more and more distant from each other, and Joseph is becoming more and more of Dale's son as he gets older. And it kind of seems like John Redcorn has carried the weight what generations of his ancestors have gone through, and I'm sure, as someone who is not white, he has experienced an immense amount of oppression and racism. And in addition to this, he lost Nancy, the woman that he loved, to a white man, Dale. Oh! I'm gonna cry. And on top of all this, now he feels like he is losing his son again to a white man, or 
if not losing him, losing the opportunity to have a relationship with him to begin with. Of course, it's hard for me to say what he's feeling or going through. This is just what I'm gathering from the subtext. This is what I wrote. <laughs> this is what I wrote. <laughs> it's very good. I am very impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed too. I feel like I'm copying someone's homework. Oh, well, you are. 2019, Jackie. Jeez. She was really on top of it. She sure was. But no, you're okay. I'm going to let you finish the synopsis of the episode and then we can talk about that because there's so much in this episode that's just tragic. <laughs> yeah. I wrote, it feels like all this stuff has flashed through John Redcorn's mind as he's sitting in that car with Bobby watching Joseph biking away from him, and he is in an immense amount of pain. Aww. Good grief. Aww. Uh, meanwhile, Peggy is excited for another... <laughs> Peggy's excited for another Thanksgiving boggle tournament, but Luann just kind of blurts out that no one likes playing boggle. <laughs> no one likes it. And Peggy, nobody likes your boggle tournament. Yeah. <laughs> What? Peggy's like, what did you say? You just said this thing? And Luann's like, no, I didn't. I said that in my head. <laughs> but now that it's out there, yeah, we hate it. Uh, so Peggy kind of accepts that, oh, well, it makes sense that people don't like it because it's really not fair since they're playing against me, you know? <laughs> so I, I get it. I get why they wouldn't want to play in my boggle tournament right so she decides to invent a game of her own and she calls it spin that's the name of the episode yep um she she says that she did some research online and found that two things that people love uh in games is spinning and choosing <laughs> Okay. Fair spin enough. the choice. Because I guess choose the spin would be like just one thing that you do. <laughs> I guess I'm going to spin again. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I choose spinning. <laughs> um, we cut back to Bobby and John Redcorn. Uh, John Redcorn just dropped him off at home. Hank is super pumped about um, the turkey that he's frying. Uh, one of the three turkeys. And he's showing Bobby... And he was getting ready to teach Bobby how to carve a turkey, and Bobby was really excited. So, you know, Hank is very excited for this Thanksgiving. It's going to be an extra special one. But after this day that Bobby's had, he is just, like, super anti-Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And he informs Hank that he will be boycotting Thanksgiving this year after hearing John Redcorn's presentation at school. Uh at first, Hank is just like, oh, you're just nervous <laughs> to cut the turkey. And that's totally understandable. Like, I'm sure Hank probably even, like, vomited a few times before, <laughs> before he carved his turkey. Well, imagine with Cotton being your father. Yeah. He'd probably give him a gun to cut the turkey. He probably, like, put the turkey on top of him and carved it and was <laughs> like, you better not move. <laughs> No, like used a bayonet that he stabbed a nazi with. Oh my god, yeah. There you go, I haven't watched it either. Or it's just like, here's what I did to this one guy and just like guts it. <laughs> now you try. Now you do it. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> uh, but Bobby lets Hank know I'm not nervous. I just learned about a lot of bullshit. And uh, he says, I don't want to carve the turkey, not because I'm scared, because it's basted in the blood of the innocent. 
Nice. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing like a teenager who feels like, who has, like, realized that there's injustice in this world. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, let me tell you. You don't get it. You are the problem. I know everything. Maybe everyone else seems a little calmer about it than you because they've known about it and they are so worn down. <laughs> Truly. Because this is just the tip of the iceberg, baby. Your energy is great, but don't waste it don't on waste explaining it to me. <laughs> give it a couple more years. Yeah. That's not true, teenagers. Some of them have some interesting things to say. Whatever. Don't come at me. No, no, I'm not saying anything against teenagers. I'm just saying, like... There's a lot that's going to happen, so save your energy. Yeah. <laughs> if you think this is the first thing that you're going to be appalled by. The energy you have, it feels like normal. Right. Like someday you'll realize, no, that was like excessive energy. <laughs> excess energy. <laughs> and I squandered it. Yep. By on being hungover all the time. <laughs> <laughs> squandered. Uh, my God. I wrote, following basically Blood of the Innocent, I wrote, what he's saying is not wrong. It does feel like he's kind of talking out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> After this interaction with Bobby, uh, Hank ends up trying to kind of talk to John Redcorn about it and just kind of get an idea of what Bobby's talking about. You know, like, my son used to love Thanksgiving like a good American. <laughs> what did you tell him, John Redcorn? <laughs> what could you have possibly said? You, you John Redcorn, sorry. what could you have possibly told him? Yeah. Why would a, this innocent child not like Thanksgiving? Why would you take Thanksgiving away from him? What the heck did Thanksgiving ever do to you? Hey. <laughs> or your ancestors. <laughs> your who? I don't get it. <laughs> Uh, John Redcorn ends up kind of confiding in Hank that, you know, he wants Joseph to embrace his Native American heritage and he wants Joseph to rise up and reclaim everything the Native Americans once owned. He claims that he, quote, wants his son back. Aww. And he breaks down in tears to Hank, who flees in horror and discomfort. <laughs> He immediately is just like, oh no. Yeah. Scrabbles to get out of the Jeep as fast as he can. All, any anger he felt was just replaced, gone. replaced by pure shock and horror. Fear, yeah. Fear. <laughs> he is running from the Jeep. Yep. <laughs> oh. Um, later, there is a gorgeous Thanksgiving dinner set up outside the Hills home. It and e gorgeous. Everyone's there. There's tons of food and drinks. I love the idea of a group Thanksgiving. Um, oh, I even wrote here, I love the idea of a community Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, John Redcorn shows up to the party, and Nancy's like, um... What did I tell you about <laughs> coming here? I thought we agreed you weren't going to come because you're nobody's family. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I came to talk to my son. I, I bought him a skateboard. And she's like, he already has a skateboard. Oh, yeah. And a dad. <laughs> he's already got a skateboard and a father. Yeah. <laughs> so things are getting tense, I wrote. <laughs> Then, on top of that, Dale comes over and lets John Redcorn um, 
Oh, he informs John Redcorn, congratulations, the government has agreed to give you back some of the land that was taken away from your ancestors. And guess what? The government is going to give you a whopping <laughs> 12 acres of unincorporated land, 11 of which are connected. <laughs> <laughs> um, but John Redcorn's like, I was looking for a hundred and thirty thousand. <laughs> so, yeah, not quite as much <laughs> as he was asking for. A little, bit, a little bit less, and I'm they kind of lowballed him. Well, let me guess, you wanted all a hundred and thirty thousand connected? Oh, come on, okay. <laughs> all right, okay. That's not how the government works, sir. All right, you can't just ask for things. <laughs> doesn't belong to you. Um, in an attempt to break the tension and create a distraction, ha uh, Hank suggests Bobby give a little speech about what he's learned about Native Americans. Bobby set up this little protest table. Thanks for nothing. Yeah, it says thanks for nothing. It's a, a classic uh, still from King of the Hill. And Hank has hated that Bobby had this set up, but he's so desperate. He's like, Oh, uh, you know what, Bobby, why don't you go ahead and give that presentation just to redirect the anger anger and attention. Bobby announces to everyone that the Native Americans practiced a traditional meal where they would cook and eat their human enemies after war. He calls it a truly Native American Thanksgiving tradition. Um, everyone's freaked out by this, of course. John Redcorn tries to explain that his tribe hasn't partaken in this ritual in over 700 years, so yeah. it's been a while. Uh, forever. Get over it. You get over that. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but Joseph, of course, he's kind of an idiot. The one time he's like paying attention to something is just like, you, you eat people? Gross! You? You eat people? Ew! It's like, no, did you not hear what he just said, you idiot? 700, and even if his people did like 100 years ago, he's probably not eating people. <laughs> Where would he even get people? God. John Redcorn is just like horrified and overwhelmed, and he ends up just running away. Which is so sad, but because he like grabs Joseph and he's like, no, we, I, I don't eat people. And just like, get your hands off me, cannabis. Shut up. Fuck you. Fuck you. So uncool. I, if I was John Redcorn, I'd be like, you know what? I don't want to be your yeah, dad. Yeah, you know what? Sir? Good. I'm glad that you're not my son. Although, I mean, see my, does he know about his daughter yet? No, not yet. Spoiler! Spoiler alert! <laughs> but, yeah, and him, he, like, looks at everyone and they're all, like, kind of backing away from him. Because, fuck you. Instead of somebody being like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, hey, Joseph, shut Apologize. How dare you? They're all just like, oh, good, cannibal. And he's just, like, embarrassed and hurt and, like, angry. And he just, like, takes off running. And it's so sad. It's in front of the whole neighborhood. It's in front of everyone. And it's so sad. Oh. This really is such a sad John Redcorn episode. It is. Ugh. Well. He's so tortured in it. Okay. He's so tortured. Oh. Well. He runs away. Uh, he ends up going home. Dale, Dale ends up driving over to John Redcorn's trailer, and he brings him. He brings him a to-go plate. Oh, that part killed me, though. What an 
This is in his own way. Like, it was nice for Dale to try and do that, but what he says. I'm telling you, this is like John Redcorn's strongest support system. He's Nancy and Dale, at least one or the other. It's Dale. Dale is his support system. Dale. Now that that he doesn't have Nancy, he does have Dale. But Which he didn't before. No, but even Nancy was not really... She just wasn't... She was... She, she just wasn't really his support. Like, But do we know that for sure? We never really got to see just their conversations. True. You're right. You're right. But I figure, I don't know. I just, I feel so complicated about their relationship because he was just a secret. I don't know. Yeah. But this part kills me with Dale. <laughs> I brought you a to-go plate. I love him and Dale as friends. Me too. I was so, I felt so bad for John Redcorn. And now that I have like the context of, you know, what's been going on in their lives and knowing that they've developed this friendship Mm -hmm. and Dale's helping him in this like really important way, seeing Dale show up to comfort him, I was so comforted by that. I was like, oh, I wouldn't want anyone else to go over there. And nobody else has the, like, ability to. They all just are like, okay, well, I guess whatever, let's get back to Thanksgiving, I guess. But, you know, Dale makes it a point to at least go over. I mean, yeah, they do finish Thanksgiving. <laughs> but at least he goes over by on his own. That's probably good. They'll give him some time to just cool off, be Which by himself. Which does not cool off. He's mm-hmm. full-on angry, understandably. But it's just such a remarkable dynamic where mm-hmm. this person that you're possibly closest to at least among the people that we know from the show the characters the person you're closest to is the father of your son (laughs) that you can't have a relationship with Mm -hmm. and should seem like a huge barrier and in some ways is but also you're developing this relationship with them i know how interesting i know i I can't help but find it touching, even though it's very fucked up. I know. It, well, it is. It's touching that Dale actually went over there. Yeah. He didn't even tell anyone. Oh. Uh, so Dale brings over this to-go plate, and John Redcorn, you're right. He, you know, he hasn't calmed down. He's only gotten more worked up. And by the time he sees Dale, he's just like, enough's enough. I'm telling him what the deal is. I'm telling him that I'm Joseph's real father. Right. And... Well, I wrote here, he ends up getting more frustrated and and smashes a vase nearby. Dale becomes freaked out by John Redcorn and is scared that he's going to eat him. Yes. And then I guess at some point calls Hank because he's so terrified. (laughs) 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 Back at at Dale's house or at the Thanksgiving party, Joseph is just being an idiot and kind of talking shit about John Redcorn. And make some stupid comment about how he's creeped out by John Redcorn and how he needs to, quote, get over, and quote, the fact that his people lost their land. <laughs> what a fucker. I know. Uh, oh, I didn't do it. Just get over it. I know. God. Um, but Nancy hears this and immediately scolds Joseph. And she's just like, how dare you? Like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Like, John Redcorn has lost so much his people have lost so much and you are such an incredible dumb ass hat. <laughs> Shame on you. Shame on you. And this kind of makes Joseph snap out of it. You know, he's probably just trying to sound cool and 
feel important. Like, that's crazy. Like, how yeah. fucked up is that? It's just like, all right, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. And she has, like, that whole conversation with him, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, uh, we don't see it, but uh, she somehow manages to be like, he's your dad without saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, well, Hank goes over to John Redcorn's house to, you know, after Dale goes in a panic. To save Dale. <laughs> to save Dale, maybe. <laughs> uh, Bobby and Joseph insist on going with him. When they arrive, John Redcorn uh, sees that Joseph is with Hank and he's like, good, you know, I can tell both Joseph and Dale at the same time and just get it out there. Um, but... Before he has a chance to say anything to them, Joseph goes up to him and kind of apologizes and, you know, and says, you know, I, I didn't mean I was wrong and for acting the way I did and, and you know, responding the way I responded. And my mom talked to me about it and she kind of set me straight and she something, something let me know that we're all kind of, you know, one and in a, some like certain way that makes us related, I guess. <laughs> so of course, Nancy said something probably a lot more eloquent, but <laughs> <laughs> some yada, 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 yeah, you get related. it. One plus two <laughs> equals three. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> uh, and this seems to calm John Redcorn and he ends up not, not telling Joseph and Dale. Very close, but... Would you... I I can't believe he held it in. He doesn't say anything, and he ultimately decides to accept the government's settlement of 12 acres. Mm. Um, It says, settlement of 12 acres, and gives them to Dale to be accepted upon John Redcorn's death, (laughs) which will then be given to Joseph upon Dale's death. Because you know Dale will die well before John Redcorn does. That seems likely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, everyone heads over to John Redcorn's 12 acres of land to have Thanksgiving there, I wrote. Yeah, they did. They brought all the food. They brought everything with them. The, the All in the same day and everything. Yep. It was very, it, it was nice of them to do that. Super nice. And they should, es- which they should have done. Especially since like his 12 acres of land <laughs> are like, they have um a highway running right through them. That's why there's one acre that's not attached. And so it's just like in this, of course, the government just gave like the shittiest piece of highway land Mm -hmm. with just tons of truck noise and the smell of gasoline, I'm sure. But it's John Redcorn's and it's really sweet that everyone goes over there and and sets up like a Thanksgiving meal. And that actually kind of sounds cool to have Thanksgiving next to a highway. It sounds terrifying, but it is nice of them to do that. And it's, and I like how John Redcorn seems to, you know, he's, seems happy about it and he's like you know what i'm gonna sue the state for it to put up a retention wall or not retention wall but like a a sound deafening wall yeah it's like good for you i hope you do maybe a little bridge going out like a pedestrian bridge going yeah. to the other acre yeah sounds nice that does sound lovely and that's all she wrote yay thank you jackie thank you jackie <laughs> She's polite. Yeah. All right, everybody. We want to take a little break. And thanks to very special people for helping produce today's podcast. Are you ready? I'm ready. 
I'm registering. <laughs> well, let's giddy up then, huh? Can you hear me calling out your name, Randy B? Randy B. And look out. Can you hear me calling? CSS. Everything about you, M-M-M. Speak a little louder. I'll even get a shout. You know that I'm proud to have Plan Tree J. Oh, Thank you for everything. So, Amy. Yes. Tell us what your favorite parts and moments and everything and all that. I will. So, before I get into the... (laughs) I will. You know what? Sorry. I think I will. Before I get into, like, the quotes and stuff, I just want... Okay, so there's a couple things that I thought about when I was watching the episode and listening to you retell it. Okay. So, okay, Joseph is definitely a fucking turd in this episode, no doubt about it. But I will say that can you imagine being a teenager and there's this man who wants, who's like really interested in you? I would be a little, I mean, whether I was, you know, Joseph or not, whoever I was, I would feel a little weirded out by it. I'd be like, why is this guy trying to give me a ride? Why is he trying to um, give me gifts and things like that? Like, I, I don't really know this person. Like, I know him because he, like, you know, healed my mom. But he doesn't have a relationship with John Redcorn. I think I just assumed he is, like, maybe an uncle type. Because he's known him since he was a kid. I mean, he's not a stranger by any means. He's not a stranger. No, he's not. But... He's not somebody that has really, it's seemingly has been very interactive with Joseph before. It was always very much in the context of, that's my mom's healer. That's like the person who like helps her with her headaches. It's not like, this is our family friend. Because even Dale didn't, Dale didn't talk to him. Dale didn't hang out with him. It's only recently that they've become friends. Yeah. So, so I will say that I think like, I get when he's like, he's creepy. Like I get that because he doesn't know him. And it seems strange that this older man would be interested in talking to him. That's true. I I think of, uh, you know, we've seen before previously, whether it was the episode where Joseph was going out to hunt or just him hitting milestones and John Redcorn somehow being there and being like, I want to give you this. Mm. And it represents this in this way. And so I kind of think like, oh, he's he's more like an uncle he's interacted with him attempted to have some kind of peripheral relationship but also at the same time i feel like i i feel like i kind of recognize that energy of somebody really trying to make an effort to be to like have a relationship with you when they're an adult and you're a child just because my mom dated oh yeah and of course there were people that Poor, poor guys that were just like, I just, you know, want to make sure that I'm on good terms with you because I'm dating your mom. And me just being like, never. (laughs) Never. No. Yeah. So I could also see that too. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. I didn't think about that. There has been at least a couple moments where, you know, at least that the one where they go hunting to like become men or whatever. And he gives him 
can't remember what he gives them, but it's like very symbolic. I didn't think about your perspective either because anytime it like, regardless of, you know, John Redcorn trying really hard and maybe like overstepping his boundaries, anytime you direct any attention at like a young, awkward teenager, I feel like they just get so angry and upset anyway. So. Yeah, like, fuck off. I, I'm, I don't know what you're doing. Get away from me. I don't like you. So this person's like, hi, Joseph, already. It's like, fuck. <laughs> like, I'll give you a ride to school. It's like, fuck you. And I have to talk to you? No. I don't want to talk to you. I don't even want to talk to my friends. Leave me alone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what if I get a boner? <laughs> <laughs> so that was something that I thought about um, in a slight defense of Joseph. Just a little bit. All right. That that does help me feel like he's a little bit less of a turd. Still a turd, but a little bit less. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, this is, okay, this is another one of the episodes that kind of show John Redcorn as more than just Nancy's, you know, now ex-lover, but at mm-hmm. the time, just her lover, mm-hmm. you know. And they do a good job of, like, developing John Redcorn's character. And, like, he, he is, he seems very tragic. You know, there's a lot of episodes where it's just, like, there's a lot of sad things happening, but there's also some good things that happen for him. But... You know, I do really like that there is an episode that kind of centers around him. I kind of wish it wasn't just a Thanksgiving episode, but we do get other ones that are not Thanksgiving themed, like his uh, Mount, Big Mountain Fudge Cake band episode. <laughs> and like when he, you know, he, he sees success later on in the series. So, you know, I... I like that we get to see more of John Redcorn and we get to learn more about him and what matters to him. And this episode, like, it it reminds me again of Nancy Boys because it's another thing that he's losing, you know? It's another person that he's losing, a family member, because Nancy was like, like, you know, his wife, essentially. Uh, So it just, you just gotta feel bad for the guy in this this episode. And, like, the fact that the minute Dale comes over and he's not, like... Your son is biologically my son. Yeah. And he just waits to tell him. Like, it it shows a lot of restraint and a lot of insight that I would simply not have had if I was him. Truly, especially being so emotional. He was so mad. He was so angry, understandably. Yeah. So, okay. Those aside, I'm going to get into the fatties. I just, it just occurred to me that he only gets 12 acres out of 130,000. That'd be like if they gave him Joseph's pinky nail. Here's, here's your son. I know. I know. What is it? What Dale says something like one one thousandth of what he was requesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like oh, fuck. All right, funnies. Okay. So, um, of course. Oh my god, it's so juicy. Oh, of course, is classic. Oh my god, always good. Uh, and the kids' table needs more dark meat. <laughs> I love Peggy when after uh, Luann tells her like. Uh, everybody hates your fucking Boggle tournament. Yeah. And Peggy's like, yes, Boggle is a harsh mistress. <laughs> just like propane. Yeah. No, Peggy, it's you. You just <laughs> run the table and you make everybody feel bad. <laughs> I also put Peggy's game is completely pointless. It is completely <laughs> pointless. But I, I mean, there's so many good little sides with it where... <laughs> She comes out there and they they walk by like Hank is just walking by and it's during Thanksgiving and and Peggy's like, You want me to consult the rule book, Dr. Boomhauer? You lose. 
I know I, I was showing Amy that there's an actual like web page for the game, Spin the Choice, and it tells you what you need to prepare and like what needs to be on the board uh, if you make it, what the prize wheel should have on it. And then as far as gameplay goes, it just says it's four lines. No, it's three lines. <laughs> and it just says, at the beginning of a player's turn, the player can decide to choose to spin or choose to choose. A cowbell is rang that indicates when the prize wheel gets spun. To spin the prize wheel, Peggy points at the board and you spin her arm, which will indicate which prize you win. That's Those are the instructions. So, what do you choose? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I love... Would Peggy like would of course when Bill spins and Peggy goes do 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 and Bill's like it stops on Winnebago and he goes goes like I win a Winnebago I win a Winnebago and he goes do do he gets like so he's just like I win a Winnebago I win a Winnebago and then she's just watching the whole time and then her arm just moves an inch. He's like, oh, so close, so close. I spun it too hard. <laughs> like, it wasn't Peggy who did that. It was Billy who spun it a little too hard. Who's in control of her own arm. Oh, God. Love that. When Bobby, when Hank says, uh, okay, Bobby, can you, like, maybe give a speech or something? And Bobby says, thank you for finally hearing our voice. Yes. <laughs> Our voice. Don't fuck up, Bobby. God damn. <laughs> I get what you're doing, but you're you're going the wrong way. Your suffering is my suffering. I know. Oh God, I feel so guilty. Yeah, you're the white man, <laughs> not me. Uh, let's see. <laughs> not me. <laughs> oh, when Dale does go to. Oh. But now goes to John Redcorn and he goes, John Redcorn, it's me. I brought you a to-go plate. It's the neck and gibbs. They were this close to giving them to the dog. Oh my god. <laughs> it's the neck and gibbs. <laughs> oh, so insulting. Of course, uh, when Bobby originally like waves Hank away, and he was like, "You will not use that Frenchman's wave with me." That Frenchman's wave. Any chance they get to make fun yeah. of the French, I just Truly. I love it. Truly, it's so good. God, we should have a thing where anytime they like insult the French in some way, we should do so. I don't know. It can't be too dangerous, but <laughs> we can't be doing shots. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> when when uh, John went. Run- when John Redcorn shows up to the original Thanksgiving dinner, and Peggy was like explaining the game to Nancy, and all of a sudden she's like, Nancy's like, yes. oh shit. And she walks away, and Peggy goes, and she's like, she loves the game, but her ex lover just showed up. <laughs> Most players don't face such distractions. <laughs> she loves the game. She don't loves worry. it. She loves it, but her ex lover. It's not the game. It's not the game. It's the, the guy that she used to. Mm-hmm. You understand. <laughs> all right just got a couple more things let's see here when dale calls hank from the bathroom and he's like come get me he's gone crazy he's like here's the plan and he just goes dale you're just going yeah and dale's like that's because i've got nothing <laughs> just hearing hank go dale you're just going 
That's so good. I love that line. God damn it. They're so funny. Oh, you just missed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, when Hank is taking Bobby over to John Redcorn, Bobby and Joseph, he's saying, um, you know, they're talking about everything that's going on and finally they kind of come to this point where Hank's like, all right, so like, we're, are we okay? Like, do you, you know, do you still want to cut the turkey? And Bobby's like, yeah, can I have the knife? And Hank says, yeah, you can. And uh, he says, but you barely need a knife because that bad boy is so god dang succulent. There's <laughs> <laughs> some really good Hank lines in this episode. It really is. He doesn't say a whole lot. It's mainly like John Redcorn and other people, but man, he is good in this. So true. I was thinking that about uh, like Bill and Luann too, where we don't get too much of them, but the few lines we do get are so good. But Hank is very good. (laughs) Succulent. Dang succulent. (laughs) That bad boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, Hank. I love him. All right. Two two more things. When, When John Redcorn passes down the land to Dale and he's like so you know this can be yours when I die Dale and Dale just goes sure (laughs) and then then he goes and then when you die it'll be passed on to Joseph and he's like thanks Captain Bring Down (laughs) (laughs) sure (laughs) Dale you will be long dead before John Redcorn is like that was the point of this deal and it's gotta feel like such a wildly generous gesture like yeah i get it because i'm special to john redcorn but it's really just for joseph <laughs> yeah but he just he's like just well shit now you're talking about me dying yeah <laughs> and one more uh my last one is another dale one dale asks do i still need to use an ashtray and then he proceeds to ash on the floor <gasps> where in john redcorn's oh home. my god i would be like uh you need to get the fuck out if you're going to light a cigarette. So crazy. Right? Yeah. That's insane. In that little trailer. In that little trailer. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. God, that's... And everyone used to just always smoke inside. I guess I guess there were just ashtrays everywhere, though. Yeah, pretty much. But still, it had to have gotten in the carpet a little bit. I don't know. Anyway. All right. Wonderful. Thank well, you. That's all I got. Obviously, there were some that you said that I had written down, so I will not say those. <laughs> But here are some other parts, other quotes that I wrote down that I really liked. So one is um, by Bobby when he's telling off his dad. He's just like, Dad, you and your white people stole hunt you and your white people. Like, yeah, and include and yourself. Not, and not me. Not, no, yeah, you. From, you stole it from us. <laughs> dad, you and your white people stole hundreds of thousands of acres from John Redcorn, and now you celebrate by frying a turkey? When does the killing end? And then Bill says, Hank, you're terrible. <laughs> and Hank's just like, I'm not. And then Dale's like, just give him back his land, Hank. <laughs> um, this is just a standalone quote by Hank, but it just says, this whole anti-Thanksgiving thing couldn't have come at a worse time. <laughs> um, this part uh, with John Redcorn and Dale... Uh, John Redcorn's doing kind of an ironic toast, and he says, To the white man who steals our land and steals our sons. And then Dale holds up his glass, and he's just like, To the white man! <laughs> <laughs> just 
completely missing. Completely. <laughs> like, yeah, we are pretty great. Yeah, yeah. I'll drink to that. <laughs> okay, so this part after John Redcorn's run away from Thanksgiving, Hank goes up to Bobby and he says, you called John Redcorn a cannibal. That's one of the worst things you can call a person. And Bobby says, no, it's not. The New York Times says cannibalism is part of his cultural her heritage and you have to respect other people's culture. Who are we to judge? And Hank says, I'm not judging. I'm stating a simple fact. It is wrong to eat human beings. Sounds a little judgy. <laughs> <laughs> and Bobby says, says you. And Hank says, yes, and I'll say it again. It's wrong to eat another human being. And then Bobby says, oh, but it was right for the white man to throw blankets with smallpox onto the Native American reservations. And Hank's like, no, that was wrong too, but so is eating humans, Bobby. I agree that stealing land was wrong, but can you agree that it's wrong to eat another human being? And Bobby says, I guess. But this really does feel very judgmental. I mean, they never even considered like a desert island scenario or a plane crashing into a the side of a mountain with your soccer team or being trapped in a pet cemetery with mm -hmm. your friend. That's right. Sometimes you have to eat someone. Are you going to like kill Ladybort? Ladybort? <laughs> or kill Bill? You're going to kill Bill. You're going to kill Bill. That's right, Harriet. I would never kill you though. Harriet agrees. <laughs> of course, I'm going <laughs> to kill Bill over Harriet. I tend to over and over again. Just bring him back. I'll kill him again. And I'll eat him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the last thing I wrote down was just that exchange between Joseph and John Redcorn when Joseph's like, my mom set me straight. Joseph says, I know you're not really a cannibal. My mom told me. She told me a lot of things. And John Redcorn says, like what? And Joseph says, how the white man stole your land and your heritage and how it's time you got it back and how we're all children of the earth. So in a weird way, we're related. Yeah. And everyone is just like, oh! <laughs> Hank's just like, Because <laughs> even when Dale calls him, he's, he's like, I met John Redcords, and he's like, and has he told you? What has he told you? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so, what's he been saying? Any gossip? <laughs> any hot gossip you want to let me know? Uh -huh. How you feeling, bud? Everything's still, <laughs> you haven't lost any children? Um, <laughs> And uh, I did make a note from my original notes that we see Boomhauer's parents. So that's fun. Yeah. Dr. Boom. Dr. Boom. That's right. You sure do. Which one's the doctor? I don't know. I think, I think maybe his dad, because when she's like, when Peggy says, you want me to consult the rule book, Dr. Boomhauer, you lose. And he looks dejected. Oh, look at you. <laughs> remembering. <laughs> Well, you know what time it is now. <laughs> Listener comments! Here we go. Jackie, guess what? Chicken butt. That's right. And we've got a listener comment song. Ooh. 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 Who's it from, though? This is from Catherine M. Okay, so it's not Shonar, so there's not another forgotten drunk listener on the page. <laughs> no, not yet. In the future, I'm sure. I'm sure. All right, here we go. This is from Catherine M. And they say, hello, I hope you had a nice month off. I had an idea for a listener comment song and my partner Ian helped me make it a reality. We wrote it, we wrote it together. Please enjoy. If you want to mention his two bands on the podcast, that would be awesome. Uh, so the first one is Scout Ripley, S-C-O-U-T. And then the other one is Painted Creek. You can find both on Spotify or Bandcamp. 
Love you all so much. Catherine M. Okay, here we go. That was amazing. Catherine and Ian, that was incredible. Thank you so much. And the song I should have said is called I Love Apple Pie. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love I Love Apple Pie. I love I Love Apple Pie too. Thank you so much. If you want to send us your listener comment song, please do. Hello at hoyapod.com or you can call it in to 386-530-3876. All right. Listener comment song. Done. Listener Done. comments. Commence. Commence. Wait, does that mean end? <laughs> commence? Yeah. No, commence. No, that means start. Begin. <laughs> but what, what, what are you thinking of? Commence. I have, no, I have no clue. Hey, Google, what's the opposite of commence? Cease. I don't know. Okay. Discontin- okay. Hey, Google, stop. There are a lot of antonyms for commence. <laughs> All right. Uh, one of the ones that, uh, the, the very first one we got that I love, this is from Lindsay Lizzie, and it just says, change of outfits, which yes, because that, that's how you know that it's a holiday episode. A very uh, special. A very, a very special episode because they're all wearing different outfits. Exactly. I'm so, I forgot to mention that. I'm so glad that was pointed out. Mm-hmm. Um. Zana Do Vibes also says the outfits in this episode are immaculate. Oh, hell yeah, right on. Um now it looks like we might have a little bit of a goose of the week here. <laughs> I think we do. <laughs> Is it Cam Clur X? Oh, I think I have another slight goose of the week, but maybe not. Unbelievable. Really. Well, Cam Clur X says when Buckley's angel jumped to life in a northern town. Come on, honey. My friend, <laughs> that has nothing to do with this episode. It's not even the same season. We are well past that. <laughs> goose of the week. Goose Clint of Clark. the week. <laughs> Who's your goose? Um, this one's a very, this isn't super goosey. It's just a little bit goosey. Uh, Mort underscore Isha says, Bobby thinking he won the car and Peggy just doot and he did not win the car. So it's from the right episode. It's the wrong person. <laughs> All right. Your gooseling of the week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our good friend Amu Marfo says, I'm white, and this is the first time I'm hearing about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Finnegan the Hen says, I love I love that. That always makes me laugh so hard. Hello.jello underscore says, 
could you kick him out, Shug? <laughs> I love the way that Nancy asked that of Hank. Like, oh, if it wouldn't be such a bother, hun, will you go ahead and just kick him the fuck out? Thank could you, you kick him out, Shug? I know. <laughs> The lovely Lucy1990 says, John Redcorn trying to connect with his son was really touching but sad. That's all I can remember from Ep. Yes, and Finnegan the hmm also says, poor John Redcorn. Go on. I thought I, thought I saw somebody else, but I can't remember. I, I've, oh. I've lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Haley J. Hannah says, and this is the white man? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? You know who's really the goose of the week here? Unbelievable. No, me, oh, me, oh. I just saw it. That silly... And she's such a goose that she fucked me up. And I thought, oh my god, we have done this. We have put this episode out. <laughs> but we did it. Nomio Mio must have thought that we were talking about their favorite moments from all of Ho Yeah podcast and my God, King of the yeah. Hill show. Because <laughs> there's a lot that are like, uh, let's see, what, what do we got? <laughs> there's so many wrong ones, but they're great. <laughs> P- Principal Lewis, I have that disease where you end up places drunk. <laughs> In parentheses, same. Uh, Nomio Mio. Nomio Mio also says uh, Hank's anguished cry when Bobby kicks him in the testicles. Nomio Mio also says whenever Hank is horned up and DTF with a panting emoji. Yeah. Oh, Nomio Mio. You silly. You goose. Goose of the week. Honk, honk. Uh Dalla Horse 109 says, when it comes time to get him into college, let's see what box you check. <laughs> right on, yeah. Elliot, that's so good. <laughs> Bailey Brown 17, you should know I'm highly carcinogenic. Remember that part? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tony underscore mac and cheese. I love when Redcorn starts to cry and tries to hug Hank, and Hank just ditches a broken man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Jumps out of a car. He's just like, oh my god. <laughs> Speaking of oh my god, we have got several. Oh my god, it's so juicy. From uh, Fuchikonjo, Fuch- Delarius, aka Miguel Sanchez, Dear Pink Eye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, that's it. <laughs> so, Dear Pink Guy was the last one. But, oh, but Dear Pink Guy says, and Peggy's little headlamp. Her little oh, yeah, reading a lot headlamp. Of people, a lot of people like Peggy's headlamp, including Delirious. Uh, Delirious also uh, says, I think, and this is interesting, another, another real thinker by Delirious. I think Joseph knows his mom was cheating, and that's why he hates John Redcorn. Very well could be. I mean, kids are kids and teenagers are damn per, like perceptive. You know, you think you're getting away with it because you're like, oh, they're just a dumb kid. Like, no, they they get it. Yeah, even I could see that. Even if he doesn't fully realize it, I bet he could just sense a weird vibe that his adolescent brain can't totally uh, make uh-huh. sense of. Oof. Yep. 
Yeah, I definitely. Excellent point, Delirious. I would, I could totally see that being true. All right. And my last one is, it's a, it's a couple from a couple of different people. So it's all, uh, you are talking to your father and you will not use that Frenchman's wave with me. (laughs) (laughs) So S.A. Danio says that. Where the hell are the other ones? Bootstrap Billy. I'm a Marfo. Uh Uh-huh. A million little carters. And I think that's, yeah, that's all of them. You will not use that dismissive Frenchman's wave with me. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> dismissive, that's right. So, and that's my last one. How about you, Jackie? Um, I saw at least two of these by A Million Little Carters and Nerdy Toe 79. Just give him his land back, Hank. <laughs> Hank, you're terrible. Thank you're terrible. <laughs> Excellent listener. Comments, everybody! I know. I could go on forever, too. There are so many good ones. Thank you so much, everyone. You always deliver. Yes. <laughs> you're all like a bunch of mailmen. I don't know. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's it, right? Yes. Yep. All right. You know what time it is? I don't. Trivia. Ooh! Are you ready? You need a moment? I'm ready. Okay, you want to go first? No, because I need to decipher what I wrote here. So you're not ready. (laughs) Well, I have it. I just can't read it. (laughs) There is a difference. There is a difference. All right. All right, Jackie. Okay. Yeah. What kind of sign-off does Ron... John Redcorn use in the book he gives to Bobby to pass on to Joseph. Does he say salutations? Oh, you're giving me a multiple choice? Damn. Does he say salutations? Does he say fondly? Or does he say warmly? Warmly. He says fondly. (gasps) Fondly! I know, that's a nice one, huh? I would would be creeped out if somebody signed fondly. My uncle or my whoever my mom's dating. (laughs) Well, it's Addressed to Bobby. Because he's like, Bobby, you know, I hope you enjoy this. Please maybe pass it on to Joseph when you're done. Well, now I don't know what to think. Fondly. Fondly. It's so close to fondly. Fondle. Yeah. I'm fondling. Poor choice of words. No wonder he only got 12 acres. <laughs> that was my only trivia. Okay, perfect. Well, I only have one trivia as well. Great. Okay. Amy. Jackie. When Peggy was Bobby's age, she went through a similar phase. What item of her parents did she wreck? Oh. Damn. I I don't know. Um, An item of her parents that she wrecked because she was feeling rebellious. Mm-hmm. I, I have no clue. I can't even take a guess. Who's not prepared now? <laughs> It was her parents' bicycle. Oh. (laughs) Which I thought was so funny. She was just like, I went through a similar phase when I was Bobby's age. I went out and I wrecked my parents' bicycle. Like, singular parents' bicycle. I just... (laughs) Another car. Yeah, nothing. It was a bicycle, but it belonged to both of her parents. (laughs) Anyway. Bicycle. Very good. Good trivia. Good trivia to you, too. Loaded. A loaded word yes well 
That's the end of the episode. Yes. We're done. Fondly now. yours, Jackie and Amy. <laughs> it makes sense with our listeners because we're open to all of fondling. I mean, I will fondle each and every one. I mean, uh, <laughs> just wash your hands first. I'm great. <laughs> I like this character I'm developing. I'm just like, it's all hands. I don't know what it's all about. I'm still some sexual little mutts. <laughs> Anyway, everyone, okay, listen. We love you. We're fond of you. Yes. We're um, fondle of you. We are so fondling of you. Please uh, rate us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on any of your podcast catchers. Yep, and, and uh, join our Patreon. In addition to all of the perks, we also release each episode every week a day early, and it usually contains extra content yes. that isn't on the free feed. So yeah, it's uh, so what you can expect from that is something extra dirty, usually, usually extra dirty, and a little tangenty, a little tangenty, but not anything like too much. Like we keep a lot in, honestly, but for like the for the free feed, but the Patreon, you do get a little extra something. A little something extra. You get it a day early, mm-hmm. and sometimes you get sexy fan fiction. Yes. So, please join us. Patreon, it's Hoya Pod. We're Hoya Pod pretty much everywhere. Check out our Facebook group if you want to see those amazing pizza boxes. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Mitchell. Thank you, Mitchell. Uh, let's see what he does with this episode, huh? Can't wait to see. Can't wait. Can't wait to hear. Fix this, Mitchell. Challenge. (laughs) Everyone. And until next time. Via Contios! What's that? That's my calendar. That's cool. How did you get it to look like that? I don't know. I think it it's just it's a widget. Google Calendar, yeah, it's some kind of widget thing. Banner. Yeah. I wanna be with you everywhere.